1: Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune into the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today.
2: Good afternoon, my Conscious Co-Creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with us today. Oh, We've got a wonderful show in store for you with a great guest in studio. And we already got some uh, viewers on our Facebook live stream. Welcome, Priya. Thank you so much for tuning in. And John Roche. Wow. Are you back from Italy already? Wonderful. <laughs> oh, uh, and here they come piling in. Angela, John, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, of course, uh, and, and like, you're very fortunate. We have a really fascinating guest uh, who's actually been on the show. We were just trying to figure out how long ago it was. It's been a little while. But first, of course, let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today first from the universe one way to defeat invisible limiting beliefs even ones you may not know you have is to simply dream of a life so grand that they couldn't possibly make sense and then start living that life today however humbly at first Unguard the universe uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe and I think this is a really interesting quote from the universe today about limiting beliefs you know and and as he says it's you know sometimes we don't even know the limiting beliefs we have and, and it's not until uh, we we sort of stretch a little bit it's not until we try and and step outside our comfort zone try and do something different that all of a sudden you know oh you know there's this belief no this can't happen for me or that's not right or you know these different things happen and it's like oh there's a little limiting belief there or it's even just such a part of our habits of of just the way we are that we don't even realize or notice them and so what uh, the universe is saying here is that the way to kind of dissolve them and get past them and not have to worry about them is to just dream, imagine, visualize like your, your life is so amazing and so uh, uh, um, tremendous that somebody in that position would not have limiting beliefs. I mean, we, we all would have some, I'm sure even people like Richard Branson has some kind of limiting beliefs, but at a much different level than perhaps you or I do. And so by putting ourselves, you know, creating this image in our minds of of being so far beyond these limiting beliefs that they don't even make sense, you kind of short circuit the nervous system. And it's like, how can I have a limiting belief if this is the life I'm living? And then I think the most important part that that the universe is saying here is start living that life today no matter how humbly at first baby steps baby steps can be so important and so we th- see ourselves as, as Mike Dooley likes to say, with our million army of followers, with all these amazing people that we're uh, touching in our lives and the amazing experiences we have and where we're traveling to and how we're living and, and the people we come across to just dream it visualize it like make it as as multisensory as possible you know what does it feel like what clothes are you wearing you know uh, you know w- w- you know what what's the temperature outside when you're on that beach in Hawaii uh, you know what's going on and like really take it in you know they say the mind cannot tell the difference between a vividly imagined experience and a real experience So when we vividly imagine something that's so far beyond what we are already living that, you know, this idea of even having limiting beliefs is just kind of silly and the nervous system just blows them out. So a wonderful quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. We love it. I think pretty apropos uh, for our guest and our topic today. Wait till you hear about that. Okay. Let's see what Abraham has for us today. You can never have a happy ending to an unhappy journey. Ooh, we've had this quote before, but it's a really good one. It doesn't work out that way. The way you're feeling along the way is the way you're continuing to prepave your journey. And it's the way it's going to continue to turn out until you do something about the way you are feeling. Abraham. So basically what Abraham is saying here is that it's not we're trying to get to a happy destination so we can have an unhappy journey in the process and we could still end up happy um, uh, it's not that like you know we are struggle and having such a hard time and all the awful stuff is happening and oh but everything's going to be great and, and happy at the end no the point is is to have a happy journey all along the way, no matter how much we stumble, um, no matter how uh, uh, how many times we scratch our knees, no matter you know how many blisters we get it's a learning how to be happy along our path, and the happier we are along our path um the uh the happier i mean in the end is really it's not about the destination because think about it anytime we create a goal anytime we have some achievement that we're going for what happens once we get that achievement what happens once we reach that goal what's the next goal where do we go from here right we take a little bit of time to celebrate 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 happy dance and then it's like where do we go from here because the journey never ends as long as we have breath in our life, as long as we're above ground, right? Any day above ground's a good day. As long as there's one more step to take, we continue on our journey. And as we so it's not about the destination. People get this out of your heads. It's not about the destination. It's about how we live our life. Life, The entirety of our life is a journey. And we're going to be talking about walking on our journeys quite a lot today. So it's a wonderful and highly apropos quote from Abraham today. I hope you guys get it. Right? I mean, these two quotes work wonderfully together. Visualize this amazing life and then happily live our life on, on our path to there it'll be wonderful it'll be great and i'm so glad you all are with me on this path i love you my followers my listeners welcome julian um barbara and susan congratulations uh glad you're back um and uh ah checked out our guest and sounds great wonderful gary jackie welcome to the facebook live stream okay enough dilly dallying time for me to uh okay uh let me i want to switch around my facebook live stream there we go how did that happen and let me introduce you to my guest today. There she is. You see, you don't get, you don't have to look at me all for the entire hour. Uh, you get to see my beautiful guest, Jana Hexter. Yana works with intuitive women in midlife who are ready for a shift and are determined to live life to the fullest and contribute to the world in a way that is really fulfilling. She is a multi-sentient intuitive, having the capacity to see, hear, feel, and know information from beyond the physical realm. So you have all the Claire's, huh? I do. All right.
3: Except smell. Don't have smell. Except
2: (laughs) smell. What do you call that, Claire? I don't know. Smellient? I don't know. (laughs) She also has the capacity to connect with those who have passed. As a unique bridge between the physical and spiritual worlds, Yana provides a fresh perspective by accessing universal consciousness at a deep level for people who are committed to expanding their awareness to create a better here and now. She especially, and enjoys serving as a guide for people who are at the leading edge of our global transition into consciousness. As a bridge between the physical and spiritual worlds, Yana provides ooh, fresh perspective. Um at a deep level uh, with her clients with life changing results it is a pleasure to have you back it's been quite a while since you were last here and thank you so much for making the effort to come down in studio today
3: You're welcome glad to be here
2: all right so uh, I- Somewhere I'll I'll have to dig out and make sure it gets posted to her SoundCloud account, the first interview I had with Yana, so you could get a lot of her background there. We're not going to talk too much about the background. What we are going to talk about is a very recent journey she took on the Camino de Santiago, um, walking that 500-mile-long path, um, which is a a spiritual pilgrimage, uh, recently. And so we're going to be talking all about journeys today. So, Yana, I, I, I just want to ask, first of all, maybe you can just briefly describe the Camino and, and this, this whole idea of the pilgrimage and how it got started. And then maybe we'll, if we have time before the break, which we probably won't, when we come back, we'll talk about wh- what made you decide to walk the Camino. So let's start with mm-hmm. what is the Camino?
3: So the Camino is um, a Catholic um, ancient pilgrimage actually it's been for a thousand years it goes from um, officially the beginning is uh, Saint-Jean-Pied-de-Port which is in um, France in the French Pyrenees Uh and then goes all the way to Santiago de Compostela which means uh, Santiago of the stars Mm -hmm. and um, supposedly the um, the route is aligned with the Milky Way so it's on the same plane as the Milky Way Ah. and um, and all along the route are fountains. It's just incredible. There's just these water fountains almost in every village, ah. and uh, somebody uh, on the route said to me, it's almost like the earth is coming up to kiss the stars, which I just Ooh,
2: loved. Oh, I like that.
3: And uh, so the Catholics, uh, when, the, when the region was a Muslim territory, the mm-hmm. Catholics supposedly found uh, some bones of a saint and created a place, a relic place, that so people could come and make a pilgrimage. And back in the Middle Ages, a quarter of a million people would travel the route. Um, as many went to Jerusalem, it went to um, Santiago. Okay. And. Um, and I, I, t- I believe actually, it's been there way before uh, before yeah. that. I think I feel like it, I really felt it actually. That it's an ancient pathway, and a little bit beyond Santiago mm-hmm. is um, um, is the sea and a place called Finisterre, where there used to be an altar to the sun because the sun ah, would set in the west. And okay. uh, so it feels to me like it's been a, an ancient pagan pilgrimage along that along that pathway. Uh, to the sea but I, there's no evidence of it it just at this yeah. point
2: right right so so let's just say in its current incarnation yes <laughs> as a as a uh, uh, a catholic uh uh um, pilgrimage but but it draws not just catholics i mean all kinds of people are drawn to do this pilgrimage
3: yes and people um there are many catholics on the route i'm i'm not and um but And people from all over the world, we Mm -hmm. constantly would be walking with people from, you know, Korea and Australia and uh, South Africa, all over the world. And um, and it was a really beautiful experience, actually, because of that. It really was a global uh, Ah, experience. Interesting. Interesting.
2: uh, Yes. Who was it? Wasn't there a famous pers- uh, movie star that walked the Camino not that long ago yes. that wrote a book uh, about Who was
3: it? Yes. Um, uh, was it Shirley MacLaine? Shirley MacLaine, yes. Yeah, it was Shirley MacLaine. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. She wrote a book about it. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wonderful. All right, so, so let's take our first break. And, and when we come back, let's talk about why you decided to walk the Camino okay. and we'll start getting into, you know, what you learned walking the Camino. So okay. everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're live every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern time and we're live on our Facebook live stream. Thank you, Phil, for joining us. And we will be right back after these messages.
5: 24 hours a day.
2: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We're talking with Intuitive and Channel Yana Hexter about her experience walking the Camino in, uh, from France to Spain, 500 miles. Wow, yeah. 500 miles. I mean, I do a hike. I go hiking and I do like, you know, seven, eight, maybe nine miles in a day. But 500 miles, how long is that supposed to take? I mean, I know there are like certain things. How long are you supposed to take doing a, the Camino?
3: Um, well, there's a the, there's a guide um, with mm-hmm. actually very old stages in it. And um, it's meant to be from 33 days, roughly. Some people do it in 31. Some people do it in six weeks. Okay. But if you do it in around that early 30 mile, Mark. It's about 15 miles a day, which is a half marathon a day um, for 30 days. And that's what makes it incredibly challenging. It's not, you know, 15 miles is a stretch, but then if you can rest for a few days, it's just that you do it day after After day day, after day. day. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's physically very challenging. Incredibly
3: challenging. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So we're going to get into that in a minute. First, I want to know, why did you decide to do this in the first place? And you're not the first person I've met. I've met other people who've also done it, but I'm always curious what like motivates somebody to actually do this to take a month out of your life and walk this Mm -hmm. long path
3: um well it it was uh, it was one of those happenstance things so okay. um a friend of mine that i met on retreat sharon delandis who's in australia and may well watch this uh-huh. she Wonderful. did uh the camino with her husband and she posted uh pictures on facebook and so i would see it in my feed a lot you know these beautiful photographs ah. and then about a week later i went to my acupuncturist and she told me that her 18 year old son was going to do it with her 80 year old father wow. and and i was just like huh that's that thing my friend Sharon just did and um, a few days after that um, I was I made a phone call to a client that I hadn't spoken to in about a year and I just called to see how she was doing and uh, she said, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just called because I just got back from walking the Camino. Wow.
2: <laughs> and
3: I just laughed and I was like, I don't believe this. And you're my third person to mention this. And she just squealed. And she's like, I'm your third. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like
5: what does that mean? And she said,
3: Well, they say the third person is the one that inspires you to do it. So she said, Are you going to do it? And oh. just something in me just said, Yes. And so I walked downstairs and my daughter was about to go off to school. And, um, how old your daughter now? Uh, she's 17. 17 she's okay. in boarding school. Uh, and uh, so I just walked downstairs and said, hey, do you want to go walk 500 miles across Spain with me? <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, she said, sure. And uh, and I think, you know, given normal life, you know, mm-hmm. I would have probably kind of let it by go by the wayside. But mm-hmm. lo- I'm really grateful I had some s- people around me who just kept saying, when are you going? How are you going to uh, do it? And so it really just made me step into it. And um, I'm really glad I did but it is one of those things in life it takes takes some stepping into you know for the right. the time away from life and you know, all the expense that comes with it. And, yeah, and uh, yeah. just, the, yeah, it takes something to, to, to do that. And I think we don't easily do that without people around us. Yes. Just keep absolutely.
2: For absolutely. Now, as you were walking, and I mean, this is a popular pilgrimage, like, were there constantly, were there like a crowd of people around you? Was there like a couple of dozen? Was there like two or three? I mean, how many people do you walk with?
3: Well, it depends. Like some, pa- some parts of the journey there you would just be like lines of people in front you'd probably see 10 people on the path in front of you and Uh. and people behind and then some parts of it there were hours where we didn't see anyone or there was like half days where Catherine and i were like wow we just haven't seen anyone today and so Uh, um so it just it just depends and usually going up the hills you would Mm -hmm. see see more people because i guess people slow Slow down down, (laughs) and um and but most uh, almost everybody that we met there's only one person that I found disagreeable everyone's so friendly and, uh, and fun and it was a fun camaraderie you know yeah. it's, it's, it's
2: and, and there were all these towns along the way so <laughs> then you stop in the towns and like that's where you sleep at night I guess
3: yes yeah, so it's actually amazing the infrastructure on it is incredible they have um, it's a 500 mile walk a lot of it is along beautiful pathways that mm-hmm. have been groomed mm-hmm. and um, and then also um, the towns along the way they have cafes mm-hmm. with really an expensive food and drink Mm. and then there's a series of um, hostels uh, called albergues Mm. where you can uh, stay for the night for 5 or 10 euros so 5 or 10 dollars basically a night and um, it's first come first served and so there's a big and it's um, and I think and also some of them are donation based that you can uh, stay there and you just make a donation so there's a, a big infrastructure to support people and uh, one of my favorite things is um, that the people along the way they will just say to you "one Camino which means kind of good walk and good. Uh. good w- there isn't really supposedly a good translation for Camino but it's uh-huh. something like a way or a walk or a journey or something uh-huh. like that uh-huh. and uh, so you'd be walking and they'd say "one Camino and uh, they'd say it all the way along and we even have like little toddlers in strollers like Buen Camino wow <laughs> oh my god and so it just it opens your heart you know as you greet just greeted as, as yeah. you go along and and supposedly, um, it's an ancient thing from of blessing the pilgrims as you would bless Jesus, you know that. Uh, and I really felt that of just people cared for us, you know. They would sometimes mm. people would give us things. People would leave, um, you know, raspberries or food or out on their doorstep for people oh, to take. And wow. so it was just a very generous culture that I absolutely loved
2: so. oh beautiful yeah. beautiful so, so given that you're a fairly sensitive person mm-hmm. did you I mean let's just we'll do it a stage at a time but when you were just first starting off the first couple of days was there something sort of energetically that you felt th- that you know you were uh, surprised by or unprepared for or or even you know prepared for but you know was there something that that you kind of felt that it was like, Oh, there is something special here? No.
3: <laughs> no.
5: <laughs>
3: and I'll tell you why I expected that, because uh, I'm very sensitive and right. um and I expected, you know, kind of this spiritual pilgrimage and, you know, meeting of all these wonderful people, which I did. Right. But the reality of it was it is so physically intense that mm. the for at least the first half of the journey mm-hmm. was just you know pain in your feet pain in your legs exhaustion heat you know ah. all of the things that you deal with and um and for me there def- there were some moments definitely of of you know connection with spirit but it was an embodied experience and it connected me very deeply with the beauty of nature and the earth mm. and um so it was a i mean what i was so present to from the very first day actually was just the incredible beauty you, the first day you walk up into the pyrenees mm-hmm. and um and it was hot it was hot and mm-hmm. and just stunning views and um, and the pathway for most of the five hundred miles, the pathway has flowers alongside, oh. and um, and it was just uh, and I took loads of pictures of the flowers uh-huh. and um, and it's almost I don't know if they it was done purposefully, whether they've planted seeds along, if they're just wild flowers that maybe as they've worked on the path they've seeded themselves, yeah. but it was um, it was just. Incredibly beautiful, and there's no way to walk it and not be struck by um, how gorgeous the earth is. That is free. That it's you know you can, you can just walk along and just be Aye. blessed by, by beautiful views. And you know there was one time when there was um a butterfly. Uh, that would fly in front, and as soon as I approached, it would fly further. And <laughs> and I was I was really tired, and I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, just keep me going. And it, yeah. he just and this butterfly just blew, flew further, and and it was just such a it was such a great game and inspiration mm. to to feel. Supported or play to play that game.
2: Right, and, right. Yeah. And how was your? I'm just curious. With a 17 year old, how was your daughter throughout this walking the Camino? Was was she like pretty up for it? Was she complaining a lot? Uh,
3: no, I complained more than she did. <laughs> 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 no, we're, uh, we were. She's an athlete, which oh. really helps. So oh, she okay. was one of the few people that we knew who didn't have any physical uh, problems. She was. Okay. She was just a very strong. She's also just an an old, wise, beautiful soul. So oh, she uh, okay. she kept me going a few times. Okay. The thing that was hardest for her was the food because it's um, the Spanish food tends to be a little monotonous, and it's oh. just uh, ham and cheese and multiple variants for thirty days was <laughs> was was a little too much for her. But oh. uh, but uh, yeah, she was no, it was it was it was a sh- true gift. So. Oh,
2: okay, good. I guess it's good thing you're not a vegetarian. That would make it even yeah. Tougher.
3: It's actually tough for right and we met someone on on the path who was a vegan which yeah which I I don't know how she managed that but I
2: bet I bet so uh, about at what point in the beginning was it like was it just like after the first day like physically you were like oh my god I don't know if I can make it or did it take like a couple of days until you finally said oh this is like really wearing me out um
3: no I think the first um uh, probably the first half of it. Um, half, okay. It was just, um, and I actually got injured about 10 days in. Wow. And, um, and, uh, but it was, uh, I think it was, it was just grueling on the body, you know, to carry your backpack and to, right. and to walk and, and I think for many people, it f- Forced you to face yourself, and in the, uh-huh. in the um, it, to be confronted by what it is to do something that is challenging and difficult and painful and joyous and mm. beautiful and rewarding and it's so beautiful about that quote about Ro- the journey, journey in the yes. end I'll, t- I'll tell you my breaking point and <laughs> just let me know when you want to hear that yeah, okay it fits right. perfectly cool. with that quote
2: <laughs> yeah 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 w- were there any like special um, synchronicities or, or surprises that happened in the beginning that were like really oh, nice all the time so uh uh-huh.
3: so they have uh, a saying that the camino provides ah. and um so it would be things like we'd be walking along and catherine would go gosh you done so much downhill i could just do with a, an uphill not like a really big uphill but like a little uphill right now and then we turn the corner and that would be this perfect little uphill or, <laughs> or you know just be walking along it's like oh, i could really just really i could do with an ice cream like a really good ice cream hmm. and same next village there'd be a great ice cream <laughs> and, uh, and then the other thing is because you're carrying all your stuff you know, often I would forget several things. So we forgot a phone charger, um, uh. and I left my water bottle at one point at a at a rest area, and we were in the desert at the time. Oh. And I got to the net, to the hostel, realized, and and I just turned to the guy at the hostel, it's like has anybody left a water bottle? And and he said, yeah, there's this one. And it was this really nice, like, Swedish water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Still had the price tag on it, you know. So, and, um, and, I, and so there's just this sense of when you realize you've left something, it's like, oh, that's okay, because there must be somebody who's left theirs who's going to pick mm. mine up. And then when you get somewhere and realize... You know, that's like, oh, I'll take that water bottle and I still have it. You know, i just really wow. appreciate whoever left it for me that I could use the water bottle. And so there's this really beautiful sense of uh, you don't need to panic. You mm. know, it's just like, yeah, I forgot something, but the Camino is going to provide. And wow. then bringing for me, bringing that back into everyday life, like if it's true on the Camino, bringing it back into it's okay life provides yeah. and and we can know that intuitively but when it's on the Camino, it's boiled down to its simplicity, Uh, and it comes down to water bottles, phone chargers, hat. (laughs) hat, (laughs) Those things that we forget. Water, ice cream, the important things in life.
2: It almost sounds, you you, you know, I have not yet been to Burning Man. I know it's, like, going to happen soon, but it sounds very similar to Burning Man, where I've heard these stories of people they are in the middle of the desert, you know, you have stuff, but you don't necessarily have everything, and it's like, oh, I could really use X right now, and then someone shows up and hands up to you. Mm -hmm. So it's a very similar kind of experience that I guess when we live in trust, that we really are taken care of by life, aren't we?
3: Yeah, and in community, you know, like one time I needed scissors and I hadn't bought scissors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just walked down and go to the table and say hey anyone got scissors I'm like yeah sure here you go and uh, people share because yeah. they know and yeah. that it's how we how we survive and live together
2: right. okay beautiful beautiful all right let's take a quick break and when we come back let's talk a little bit more about intention okay. um and uh, how important intention was on this journey so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity with my guest yana hexeter talking all about walking on the camino we'll be right back
6: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
1: If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy and culture, Then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com.
6: Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself?
3: Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between.
6: So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on TalkRadio.nyc.
3: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
2: back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity we do this live every Thursday 12 to 1pm on talkradio.nyc for those of you who aren't listening live Um, So Yana before you started the walk on the community did you have a particular intention that you went there with?
3: Um, No not very well Uh, so I had um, I had actually read a book about someone who had walked the Camino and and had done it very intentionally. She was a nun and she Mm -hmm. walked with a priest and they had a prayer and they said the prayer every day. And, and so I was like, gosh, you know, if I'm doing this, I should like, should have, you know, a good intention for this. And so it became a should. Mm. And, um, and I spoke to a friend and, um, and we talked about it for a while. And, um, and what I realized was it was just go and have an adventure and, Ah. and see what shows up. And, um, and and um, so I didn't have... Uh, and some people had very clear intentions. You mm-hmm. know, we had people who were grieving. They, you know, had a child uh. who died. Or some people who had um, done something really egregious and wanted forgiveness. And, um, and it's known for uh, forgiveness. He's a patron saint of forgiveness. So a lot of people uh. Uh, work... So, there were some people who had very specific things that they were walking for, and oh, I um, see. but mine was just uh, but I did learn about um, intention from the power of it from walking it and um so so
2: did you develop an intention during it or did you develop many intentions while doing it uh
3: well yes i did i guess i did develop an intention out of crisis so um so uh by the time we were about 10 days in i developed uh shin splints so it was very painful like every step felt like i was standing like on a broken Uh, bone Hmm. and um and so i went to a physical therapist and she just looked and she said you're not going to be able to keep walking she said you if you keep walking you're going to break your bone you you cannot keep doing this and so i went and had dinner with my daughter and um, i sat down and i was like can i cry and she's like could you wait till we leave the restaurant (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't so, so, I just started <laughs> crying and um and then I just you know I, I just I could really see my personality coming up because my personality yeah. is perseverance, and just muscle through things and just right. you know move through and get things done and um and i sat there and i just said you know i don't want to give up i don't want to give in and mm. and my daughter was like i don't care we can fly home we can go sit on a beach you know mm-hmm. and and i was just really struggling and it's with i don't want to quit mm. and um and my daughter said something that was really wise um which was quitting is when you stop doing something um, and you choose to do that. And she said, "It's not quitting when you can't do something anymore." And she said, "You cannot keep walking." And she also and she also uh. said, I, "I refuse to keep walking with you." I did not sign up to walk across Spain watching you wince with each step. Okay. <laughs> and, and I was just like, OK. And I had for a moment this flash of like, well, what if I don't wince? Like, will she be able to tell? <laughs> 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 and, uh, and then luckily, I'm incredibly grateful. A friend of mine texted me and said, have you thought about renting bikes? And so we rented bikes. And for the next uh, stage, which was dead flat. You couldn't actually do it the first stage or the last ah. stage because it's too mountainous, but we were going through this really flat stage. And um, and so for me, I just, we were on the bikes and I just had this moment of, um, and in the restaurant with my daughter, you know, she said, look, you know, we're not Catholic. We're not Christian. I don't care about getting to Santiago. I just came with you because you asked me. Like, I don't really mm. care if we get there and when we were riding the bikes i just had this moment of you know i don't care about getting there either this is like an arbitrary point somebody said get to santiago like somebody just made that up and so i'm just going to do this beautifully and that means treating myself beautifully Ah. and that means enjoying the beauty of this place but also walking it beautifully or journeying it beautifully yeah and um and i told that you know i turned to my daughter and i said you know I've kind of given up on, I don't mind if we don't get to Santiago, you know, for a few days shy, it doesn't matter to me. And she turns and she looks, she's like, we're getting to Santiago. (laughs) (laughs) So there's the power of community. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. So like you mentioned before briefly about, you know, bringing sort of your experiences back home with you. So what did... All of this kind of teach you that you've been able to bring home with you?
3: Uh, Lots of things. I mean, when I got home, um, I sat down and I wrote a list of the lessons that I had from the Camino. That's another thing Mm -hmm. that a lot of people say is. There isn't a the Camino, it's mm-hmm. my Camino Because everybody ah. has an entirely different experience right. um, You know, some people get injured, some people get sick Some people, you know, walk in pouring rain So, you know, we all have an entirely different experience And the conversations we have are all different And um, so when I got back, I wrote the lessons from my Camino mm-hmm. And I think for me, um, the journey... Um, Worked more deeply on me after I got home which I didn't expect and um, a lot of people on the Camino are walking it to relieve themselves of grief that's very Mm -hmm. common and other people who are trying to find their purpose or why they're here on the earth (coughs) and when we were walking it I was very clear that I'm, that I know why I'm here. That's, that's settled for me. You know, I've done that, I've done mm. that work. I've, I've walked that journey. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me freedom to just enjoy the beauty and the companionship. And, um, and so when I got back, um, I... It was very unexpected for me, actually. I got back, and first, a few days we were exhausted, which mm-hmm, you know, that course, was totally yeah. to be expected. The kind of the exhaustion kicked in, yeah. And um, but I, I found myself crying at the drop of a hat, you know, I'd be watching a Grey's Anatomy and I'm like crying because <laughs> someone's died, and, and this is not me, I don't usually do that. Uh-huh. And um, and and it was just uh, I, ha- I had an intense sense of disorientation. Um, oh. that I, I almost like I couldn't even see which way was up. It was just like a very disorienting oh, space. Interesting. And, um, and I have a large 40 foot labyrinth in the back of my garden. Oh. And, um, when I got back, I've had it there for 10 years. And when I got back, it had grown over for the first time. And, um, so I was like, well, that's okay. I'll cut it because I know, I know the path, you know, by now mm-hmm. and, I messed it up in the middle, and I couldn't. I couldn't recreate the middle, and I was like, "How ironic!"
5: <laughs> 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 Here I am,
3: and uh, so I was just. I, I tried to fix it. I couldn't, and I. I ended up going to the person who helped me, who actually built the labyrinth for me. Mm-hmm. The World Labyrinth Society happens to be in my tiny village in really? Upstate New York. Yes, oh. and uh, so I went, and and I turn up on the doorstep of this man, and. And I said, you know, I'm I, I'm just disoriented. I'm I'm weepy, and and you know, and I I can't find the center of my labyrinth. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, oh, that's perfect. It's beautiful. You know, you're you know what your soul's doing. And I said, I know. <laughs> and, uh, so he came over and he helped me uh, recreate uh, the center. And it was actually very interesting because really all I had to have done mm-hmm. was to have mowed the whole thing, and I would have seen the pattern very easily. Easily because I ah. was mowed, which is a really another really good analogy of just you know going back down to the basics, cutting yeah. it da- cutting down what appears to be a d- an obstruction right. was actually not. If just molded, I just mowed it, I would have seen I would have seen it along. Yeah, there. and um, so it's been a really challenging process over the last month of um, of integrating those lessons and. Um, I work with people who are, um, who are you know transforming, and um, and a lot of w- what people enjoy is is the up, you know, is the, mm-hmm. ha- the high of the journey, the mm-hmm. high of the beauty, the, right. the walking, the companionship. But you know, our lives are made up of circles and f- and seasons, and right. and people have n- very we, as a culture we have no patience with the dark, we have no yeah. patience with the still, yeah. and the quiet, and it's what I've been going through the last month of just um, of uh, you know after this incredible growth on the on the Camino right. of then the disorientation and the and the, um, the recalibration that feels uh, you know it can feel painful and mm. and. Um, in, a di- in a different way and it was interesting when i when i came back i i was so surprised by it i did not expect i expected mm. to kind of come home and you know life was all good and right. and um and i went on the camino um there's a forum and i went on the forum i uh-huh. was like Does, has anybody else ever felt like this you know and i described how i was feeling and people responded that it's very common and, mm. um, and, and they said, you know, the, the solution for it is to plan your next trip. Plan your next <laughs> Camino. <laughs> and and I, my gut says no. My gut said I'd love to do the Camino. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. But it, it felt almost to me like bypassing. Like I'm really uh, uncomfortable with what I'm feeling. So I'm just going to plan the next trip. And right that will stop me from feeling... feeling. The,
2: rather than being present to what actually is going on and really being with it.
3: Right. And to me, the the closest word I have to, to, to tell people about the, what i had been experiencing was grief. And I think it was because mm. I touched this incredibly beautiful experience, uh, parts of myself and community and uh, connection with nature. And when I came back, I... I was grieving, um, missing that, and so looking at like what is it that that was so precious to me mm. that it that it put me into a grieving process when I was uh, physically absent from it or when it 's seemingly no. complete. So this idea of uh, that beautiful quote about the journey yeah. and reaching the destination and realizing it's unfolding in the next journey. And right. since I've gotten back, it's been the the next journey that's been uh, that's been unfolding. And and um, it's the one that we talk about less, right? It's great yes. to talk about, you know, I just walked 500 miles. Da da da. People don't go on the forum and or generally talk about. Um, You know, missing missing the experience or what Mm. it is that's so precious, that we want to uh, rebuild our lives around that. These things that we've touched and we've experienced, like I want my life to work around that now or include that, and that means letting go of some of the things that. You know, I've put in my life that I don't want there anymore.
2: <laughs> ah, so yeah. since you've been back, you've been making some big shifts in your life.
3: Yeah, i well looking at it like, how do I do that? You know, just uh. I, I'm, I, I just really miss uh, walking seven hours a day in nature. It's mm. just a, it's it's an incredibly beautiful healing thing, and so. Um, just wanting to restructure my life so I can do that more often mm. and not just you know an hour or two which I you know can do and have been doing right, right. And, yeah
2: wonderful wonderful okay believe it or not it's time for us to take our last commercial Great. break of the hour okay. it flies by so fast um so when we come back let's just talk about you know the integration process a little bit more and um and kind of about, you know, how this has affected your work with people. Mm -hmm. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages.
6: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
0: Hello, this is Mark Torres
1: and Pronto Comics' own Dominic
0: Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc, every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc. talkingalternative.com
2: to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. What a interesting journey we've been on this hour of uh, walking with you on the Camino. I kind of feel like uh, I'm curious because I know for myself like when I go to a new place, especially recently in the last 2 or 3 years and and I'm like either in nature a lot or I'm just in a very different environment than I'm used to, m- my dreams and my sleep tend to be very much affected by the environment. Did, did you find that a lot on yes. along the Camino?
3: Yeah, and I don't actually tend to uh dream dream very much I'm I'm Uh. I I rarely remember them but um the very first night on the Camino I had a really vivid dream about why I was on the Camino and um and then I had uh, many nights I would have these really vivid dreams and um on one evening I had um a dream that it wasn't a nightmare, but it had had intensity to it, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like, wow, that was. And I, we were staying in an old Templar village, and oh. um, and the um, and the um, albergue had manacles on the on the walls. Oh. Had these iron things on the walls. <laughs> so it was, uh, and I I had a really strong dream um, about um, um, being with women. Um, uh, witchy women, right? So uh-huh. witches, and and um, and they were saying, you know, this is the way the world is. It's like this, and you know, it's like this, and this, and this, and 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 I was just like, hmm, I, no, that's not my sense of uh-huh. how how the world works for me. And and then finally, they said something, and my daughter was in the dream, and she turned to me and she said, "Are you really not going to say anything? Since I know that is, ex- it's so what your belief system is not." And so I, you know, I spoke up and I, I said something and, um, and it, so what I was left with was, um, fi- finding my own voice, even mm. when somebody with authority, even if it's, you know, women who I generally just, you know, that right. my people generally is, you know, the spiritual woman and, and, uh, finding my voice of, of what is true for, for me and my being. And a few days later, um, when I was actually getting healthcare, care, um, the people who were providing it were not in integrity they were not being ethical Uh, and um and i had this very strong flash and there were two women actually and i had this really strong flash of these are the women from your dream you get up uh, you say no thank you and you walk out And I did. And I, and that's exactly what I did. And so it really, um, it felt like a dream that was there to serve me. And it Mm. was a very empowering moment for me actually in, me saying no to what I knew to be wrong and, and unethical mm. and um, and so and I continue I to have dreams along the way and, mm. and wrote them down so it's a very it's a very powerful vortex that mm. for sure that the Camino I could just um, could feel it even though you know in your daytime it's about okay where's (laughs) where are we gonna have a banana and you know my feet ache and i have to change my (laughs) socks (laughs) there was nothing very spiritually you know right right uh, but it was the space the space of it is a beautiful space in which to do that physical work and Mm. to and to get connected with um for me it was that i got connected to the temple of nature and Mm. um i kept going to the churches into services and and they felt flat to me and right. what I realized was um, the beauty of being in nature and there was one point where I was in a service and, and um, the priest offered to um, uh, bless the pilgrims it was this really mm-hmm. beautiful part of the service but I uh, had this guttural reaction of almost confusion it was like hmm if I don't know that I am utterly, totally, and beautifully blessed, having walked for the last, you know, ten days, eight days, however many days, in, in this gorgeous environment, being cared for by loving people who are being generous. Uh, you know, it's me standing in front of that guy. I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> and uh, so it was a, wow. um, it was a real lesson for me. And
2: so it's very empowering in a way for you.
3: Yeah, and yes, I've just uh, connected with what is a what is a blessing that we are all yeah. utterly blessed, yeah. and we don't need an authority to do that for us that
5: so
2: so this has been really a tremendous experience for you Mm -hmm. i'm just curious you know we talked a little bit about sort of the coming back and how you felt coming back but now it's like how do you integrate that experience into your day-to-day life like how is it how has what you've learned maybe affected like how you work with people as an intuitive or as a Mm -hmm. grant writer you're also a grant writer but Mm -hmm. you you know how how does it affected you
3: um, and that's still unfolding for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things, um, that I am doing is, um, I, when I first got back, I wrote a list of the lessons for, of my Camino mm-hmm. and I've been working with those each day. So, okay. um, for example, one is that intention really matters or the Camino right. provides or there's a list of them and, right. um, it almost feels like, um... I've had for a very long time a sense of not being interested in um, in religions or gurus or being right. taught. And I've, right. it's been a very strong sense for me for a long time. And the intuitive uh, w- work is, is the same way. It's right. just it really comes from within. And so for me right now, it's a matter of integrating what is inside into into my outer world into my life mm-hmm. and um, it is my own uh, religion is the wrong word but it's my own uh, my own um, alignment, alignment my alignment. own okay. my own uh, cosmos and what it is that my being needs in the cosmos what are the things the mantras to remind myself of mm. and um, and so, I think that's what it's bringing into my work with people is recognizing that's true for them too that Mm -hmm. I what can come through me is of value but really what we're all doing I think the the age of religion and gurus is is waning what we're all seeking and finding is really what can only come from within us even when we're taking information so for me taking information from nature, taking, you know, meeting with you or conversation, but it's for me to align that into a structure that supports me to be the most loving, uh, best version of myself that I can be, not from a book, not from what someone says I have to do, but from what is true, what feels good, what is that uh, inner uh, place of I'm in alignment with my being in this moment with this person um, yeah, beautiful so.
2: beautiful beautiful so yana thank you so much for taking the time coming down on that bus down from uh the, the upstate Ooh, we got a comment from our friend julian says thank you for your very experiential journey of your awakening i feel it in the hour i walked with you with my own journey of maintaining Equipose. Ah,
5: Beautiful. Beautiful.
2: Thank you, Julian. Thank you for sharing that. If people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, how can they do that? Where do people find you?
3: Um, I have a website. It's uh, the yana So the word the, T H E, and then yana, J A N A, and then channel.com. And uh, I think my phone number is on there. My email okay. is on there. Right. And yana uh, at the Jana channel is my email. I'd be happy to speak with people. And, and Yeah, I would love to. Well,
2: I'm really, really glad that you came in. And, and you're welcome back here on the Conscious Consultant Hour anytime. Okay.
3: Great. Thank you. Thank
2: you so much. And thank you to all of my listeners. Just a couple of things before. Whoops. Come back here. A uh, couple of things before we close out the show. Um, so I hope you guys have enjoyed this. And, and I hope uh, you've seen the value of walking the path. And and if any of the things we've talked about in terms of integrating this kind of a journey into your life in terms of you know being sort of more intentional or more conscious in your life if any of this resonates with you um, I'm always here to help you you can uh, contact me at Sam at the conscious consultant dot com um, my website of course you guys know is the you can find me here at talkradio.nyc. and for those of you who don't know I am starting a mastermind group in October where I'm bringing together a small group of conscious people to support each other to create community to learn that you don't have to be a lone wolf and that you can be part of a wolf pack and that part of this uh, as you heard Yana talk about you know the community and I find it so important um, so uh, We will be doing it virtually, so it doesn't matter where in the world you are. You can be a part of it. Feel free to reach out to me, Sam, at theconsciousconsultant.com if you want to talk to me. Of course, the number here is 212-721-8183. Thank you all so much for listening and tuning in today. It has been an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, Oscar Nordstrom with his new show, uh, Off the Beaten Path, uh, talking about about, uh, teachings philosophies the, the things behind the religion the 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 spirit behind the words that we read in the book um, that have such meaning to us all um, so please stay tuned and and after him is uh, of course adam weinberg with is it plugged in wonderful great shows we've got more shows for you tomorrow and i will be speaking with you next week everyone take care
6: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
4: Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday
1: at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors.
5: connectors. Woo! Woo! What's
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you crazy listeners.
2: That's the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon, on talkradio.nyc.
0: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.